Good afternoon, everyone. It is 12.30 and allow us to start today's meditation with a short sit. And I invite you to take a few conscious breaths. Allowing your breath to fall naturally and comfortably. And choosing a self-soothing posture where your body can be comfortable and alert at the same time. Inviting your attention to yourself. And just checking in how you're doing. You can choose an anchor, perhaps your breath. Just in case your mind starts to wonder. And it probably will. And when you notice that, just gently escort your breath your attention to your breath.
put it through the short end of the stick so I could get the rock to work nicely, which I didn't finish. Good afternoon, everyone. My name is Mitra Manesh. I teach mindful awareness practices at UCLA. And if this is your first time being at this event, this is a every Thursday free to the public meditation. 
that Mindful Awareness Research Center of UCLA, along with uh, the Hammer Museum, offers it to the public. Um, Mindful Awareness Research Center offers also meditation and mindfulness classes and events. And I'll have some information for you at the end of this practice. And um, I have been practicing mindfulness for almost 30 years. And I've been teaching and coaching for almost 25 years. I also have a private practice where I coach individuals and families and couples and also take mindfulness to workplaces. Um, today, I would like to talk about mindfulness and sleep. Those of you who work or study at UCLA you know that this week is the sleep week at UCLA. So, so we're going to be talking about mindfulness and sleeping. Those of you who are aware and uh, are a practitioner of mindfulness meditation know that we practice meditation so that it can assist us, assist us to lead a mindful life. So there are a lot of formal and informal practices, meaning formal is when we actually sit and meditate, which we started with that and we're going to end with that practice. And informal is basically all the other things that we can do mindfully. And one of those practices is mindful speaking or mindful driving or mindful walking. So basically anything we do, we can do it mindfully using our practice, meditation practice as a guide. So what is mindful sleeping? It sounds a little bit funny because if you're sleeping, you're sleeping. But before we sleep, uh, how we approach sleeping and what our relationship with sleeping is really determines the quality of our sleep, how we sleep. So we pay a lot of attention to how long we sleep, but mindfulness invites you to look at what our relationship is, how do we sleep. Many of us, if we have a tight schedule or a work schedule that is difficult and challenging the next day, um, we go to a place of worrying and fear and resistance when we want to go to sleep. So here I am lying in bed and wanting to sleep, meaning what is the sleep? Restfulness, easefulness, recuperation, and so on and so forth. But my mind is in a state that does not allow me to go there. I'm looking at the time, worrying about the time, calculating how long has, you know, I have left and how long has passed, and, and just anticipating a lot of things that may go wrong. So the invitation of mindfulness is if you can set an intention to bring some ease and basically the way I explain it is befriending, befriending your sleep, paying attention to that which you would like to achieve as opposed to inviting fear to that which you don't want to experience, which is lack of sleep and, you know, not enough and, oh, my God, um, and so on and so forth. So that intention, that relationship, establishing that relationship becomes extremely 
important to the quality and how of your sleeping. So that's the intention, that's the relationship. That's basically saying, wanting to go to a meeting and saying, I really want this meeting to go in a very friendly way. I want resolution, I want peace. And that's exactly what we can do with, with sleep. The second aspect of it is the practical aspect. Um, clearing your bedroom from all those nice technology equipments that it's great for working, but not so great for resting. The mere existence of it there, uh, you are aware of it. I even suggest that you clear your environment from any reading materials, anything that requires doing, and allow your sleeping environment to be only sleeping environment. This is where rest takes place. And I've seen many people have a habit of taking work to bed. And um, you can do your work, but make sure that your environment is only allocated for your resting and sleeping. If time is of essence, and it is for most of us, then make sure that you have something that can uh, uh, alert you to the time, to the limited time that you have. Allow technology to help you there. And I said that to a client, he said, but you just told me to leave my phone outside. How can I have an alarm? That shows you how young my client was. I said, well, <laughs> look at my hair. Uh, <laughs> we also had alarm clock, believe it or not, before iPhones and smartphones were that smart. So we had other smart ways of sleeping. So something that wake you, can wake you up if you have a time limitation so that you don't need to worry about it. That becomes extremely important. The third aspect is when you actually wake up in the middle of the night and you start worrying, you start thinking about all those doing again. Let me just take my time talking about time. Um, I have time. So when we wake up, we find it very difficult to go back to sleep. And this is where you, our practice, our mindfulness practice comes to help us and to assist us. You can actually do a practice as if you are meditating. And I'm going to guide you to do that practice here. We're going to pretend that we are going to sleep. So now you are allowed to fall asleep and stop, uh, start snoring, because some of you do when, when you're meditating. Some of us do. So I'm going to um, guide you to do that. But it's a practice that you can actually do it at home when you want to fall asleep, um, feeling your body in the bed, so the sensations of the body and then finding an anchor. We suggest breath and breathing, but sometimes breathing may not be a comfortable place for you. Any anchor will do, even a sound, a ticking sound, or air conditioning sound, or hopefully birds singing outside sound, can be an anchor for you. So you find a place, an anchor, to bring your attention to if your mind wanders. And basically use your practice for the purpose of falling back to sleep. And allowing the, 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 the worrying and other thoughts to be put aside for when we're awake and when we're working as opposed to when we're resting. So let us practice. If it is okay for you, please close your eyes. and gently and slowly arrive today, and only today, we will 
might find this instruction a bit funny because you think I'm already here. Where do I arrive? What I mean is to allow your mind to arrive in your body. Because some of the times our body and our minds are at different places. Invite your attention to your physical body. Noticing the sensations of your body. Your feet. Touching the floor. Your body in the seat. The sensation of touch. Or if you're sleeping, the sensation of your body touching the sheets or your bed. Noticing your shoulders, allowing you to hang and rest. Noticing your face and your facial muscles. Notice your chest. Allow it to be opening with each breath. Take your breath into your chest and allow your chest to experience expansion and openness if that's possible for you. Your hands resting. Your belly and the muscles holding your belly, softening. And see if you can just, for the rest of this practice, not worry about time. I promise I'll get you out of here by one. So don't worry about how long, what time. Just allow your body to get comfortable or curious around the experience of ease and peace. If you have your various technology equipments on you, see if you can just let that be. body soothing and relaxed. 
relaxing. But if that's not possible right now, just pondering the possibility of relaxation, getting curious around that. Simply noticing the rising and falling of your breath. Nothing to do and nowhere to go.
children have health care. Defend why people shouldn't have to eat in school. Defend why kids should go hungry. Defend that instead of answering with the kind of juvenile, puerile, Breitbart, BS name-calling that the right always comes back with. Make them defend their politics. It seems to me that we have conflicting foreign policy goals as stated by the president. What the working class needs today, above all, more than bread itself, education on the economic piece. What can we do at our local level? What can we do as individuals in reaction to this? You've got to register people to vote. You've got to register Latinos, African Americans, young people, Asians, more women, because in that you will be able to move the demographic changes. Katrina, don't tell me. Okay, it's not I did three just in case you're really sleeping. So I have a couple of announcements. Uh, our um, classes will start, new series of classes, second week of May. And the information is outside. We also have a contemplative art viewing experience tomorrow at the Hammer at 1 o'clock. It's a free event, 1 to 2 where we use mindfulness practice to actually view the art. And I'll be leading that session. Again, my name is Mitra Manesh, and I'll be outside 
just in case you have any questions for me. And thank you for practicing with me today. Bye-bye.